Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast, so it's just me for the day. Um, games, movies, and TV is probably the name of the game here, kids, and uh, something from the week. So, uh, yeah, here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Hello everyone, it's me. Hmm. You'll be pleased to know, definitely got a uh, got an energy drink on the go. There's a small one there, got some juice. I know you like these little updates that I bring you. Little in, in, inside scoop into my life and my drinking habits. I need the energy drink, that's not necessarily true. Um, I needed to get through the evening. Um, first day back at work today. That was <clears throat> interesting. Um, part of me was like, oh, I'll talk about going back to work. And now I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. Um, it's been an interesting few days. Um, so at this point in time, it's like December, beginning of December, right? The smack, smack start, beginning of December. Um, I've been umming and ahhing about some stuff recently. Um, Christmas is the thing I've been coming and iron out. Not whether to actually do it this year. Um, although that has been consideration in the past. Whether to not bother. Um, but I'll get to that in a bit. I want to tell a little story about something that happened to me the other day. Um, and something that has really changed my perspective. So, me and the baby were out. Um, we were mooching round Monk's Cross. Um, for those of you who don't know, Monk's Cross is a, a shopping park, I guess. Is. Um, it's an absolute mess at the moment. They're doing loads of work. Um, apparently they're improving it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's true. Car park is an absolute mess. Um, but they seem to be putting more shops in. Um, which for a place that seemed to struggle to keep shops open, I'm not sure that's the answer, but who knows? Um, they have opened a Greg's, so, you know, it's already off to a good start. Um, I can't even remember why I was there. No, I come to Boots, come to Asda. I don't know. Uh, uh, and now I'm like, is it important? No. I'm at Monk's Cross. So here's the thought process that went into this. And this is how detailed things get. I wanted to treat myself to a cup of coffee. 
that's how sad my life has got. I wanted to treat myself to a cup of coffee. So, in the vicinity of where I was stood, my options were Costa, Starbucks, or I could have put the baby in the car, driven round to Vanguard, which is another shopping park for those of you that don't know, that's just round the corner, and got a Nero's, or, or, or another Costa. Um, anybody that listens to the podcast, anybody that knows, uh, will know that for me, the the pecking order of coffee, of those three coffee establishments, would be Nero's first, Starbucks second, Costa dead. Dead last. So, like I said, to go to Nero's, I would have had to put the baby in the car, drive, I don't know, as the crow flies, 500 yards, um, quarter of a mile, I don't know, uh, an amount not very far to stop to get back out, to get the baby back out, to get the sling on, to go and do all of those things. Um, so I was a bit like, oh, I don't think it's really fair to the baby. She's hit and miss with the car. Um, I mean, 90% of the time she's fine, but uh, there are times she isn't. Didn't think it was fair to put her in to drive around the corner to get her out. Also, it's not very economical, wear and tear on the car, so on and so forth. So I was like, right, let's not do that because there's coffee within walking distance. So obviously, I've taken a third of my options away by trying to be a little bit more conscientious. So, at this point, some of you might think, well, it's a 50-50. It definitely isn't. Um, because unless it's my only option, as I've previously mentioned about, you know, drive-through coffee is a, is a win, even if it is a costa, it was, it was Starbucks. So, I seem to think I'd gone to the car to drop stuff off to walk over to Starbucks to treat myself to a coffee. So, walked over, went in. It was, it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. So, Starbucks wasn't super busy at that point in time. And I went to the counter. There was no one there. And I was like, um, okay. And then this girl, young lady, I don't know how best to say it. Um, a female who was younger than me popped up from behind the counter. Hello! Sorry I didn't see you there. I was doing something, apparently underneath the counter. I was like, that's fine. You know, you've got stuff to do. Uh, what can I get you? So I was like, okay. Um, I would like, uh, because, you know, it's December. Uh, I would like a large, skinny, toffee nut latte. So she was like, okay, she's like scribbling on the on the cup. Um, so then she was like, can I get you? And I didn't really hear what she said. Some all I heard was the word roast. And I was like, no, I'm fine, thank you. I was just just the normal because 
I keep going in coffee shops and they keep wanting to sell me a different type of bean, but sell is the right word because they're always more expensive. And I'm like, you do know how much it costs to produce a cup of coffee, don't you? It's like nothing. You are just trying to get more money out of me in this individual transaction. So I was like, no, 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 no. So obviously, straight away, the transaction changes because I can only presume that she would have got some kind of bonus out of selling me something that was more expensive. Oh, right, okay. I'm like, if I was a different kind of person, I'd have been like, hey, 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 hey. You need to watch that attitude, love. I am a customer. Crack on and make my coffee. Take the payment. Let's, you know, let's keep this nice and nice and whatever. So, anybody remember the order? Large, skinny, toffee nut, latte. So she starts putting it into the till. And I can just see the money going up and up and up and up and up. You know, it started at one price, then it went up. Then, you know, I presume they must charge you for the shot. I think she asked me if I wanted cream, and I said no. So I must charge you for the shot. Then I saw that she was charging me for the cup. And how then? How much was that? Part of me wants to say it was 5p, but part of me wants to say it was 25p. Honestly, if I'd have known they were going to charge me for the cup, I'd have left there and then. So that was that. So the money just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. And then, now bearing in mind, she was not wearing a mask. She was not holding a gun. And it was broad daylight outside. She then said the phrase, that'll be 429, please. I nearly fell on the floor. So let's let's take it back. If I if I'd have known she was going to give me attitude to start with, I, I wouldn't have even gone in. If I'd have known she was going to charge me for the cup, I wouldn't have completed. I wouldn't have bought a coffee. And if I'd have known that that cup of coffee, which costs almost nothing to produce, was going to be £4.29, I certainly wouldn't have gone in there. Let's not forget, we are currently standing in our number two coffee shop choice. Again, if I was a different type of person, because she hadn't started making it at that point, if I was a different type of person, I would have said, oh, uh." Sorry, I didn't realise it was going to be that much money. I am not prepared to pay that for a cup of coffee. Tell you what, I'll leave and we'll forget this transaction ever happened. But I'm not. So feeling like it was a situation where afterwards I was probably going to need to pull my trousers back up. Uh, I paid the lady. And she was like, I will make your coffee now. I'm like, for that price, you should have made it yesterday. <sighs> so I waited and the cup, the cup appeared and I picked the cup up and I walked out and I chunted a bucket full, as I like to do. Um, 
I, I call the I call the baby the uh, my little sounding board these days because you know she don't know what I'm saying and and you know the odd uh, four letter word kind of goes over her head for now at least so I was like if I'd have known it was that much I wouldn't have believed what like I've just said to you if I'd have known it was that much I wouldn't have been, I could have gone to Nero's and got a much better cup of coffee for much cheaper. All this sort of stuff. So I have this thing, you know. Um, I like I like a cup of coffee, but I can never drink a hot cup of coffee. Um, there's like one place that I know I can go and order a coffee, and it's almost drinkable immediately. Um, I don't know what that says about the establishment itself, but um, most places I go and buy a cup of coffee, I can't drink it straight away. So I was like, well, I'll walk back to the car. I'll put the cup in the car. I'll drive home. By the time I get home, perfect temperature for drinking. I got back, got the child out, got the coffee, went in the house, sat down, put the cup down, sorted the baby out. So then I'm like, oh, I've got my cup of coffee to drink. How nice. You know, it might have cost me a small fortune. But at least I get this point in time where I can sit here and enjoy my cup of coffee. And I picked it up and I put it to my lips and I took a drink and went, you motherfucker. That's right. I'm trying to dial down the swearing, but this requires swearing. And let me say this one again. You motherfucker. Have you guessed? Yeah, you've already guessed it, haven't you? Because when I put that coffee to my lips and I tasted that sweet, sweet latte. Yep, that's right. Latte. Not a toffee nut latte. No, no, no. Not a toffee nut latte. A latte. Because the lovely girl in Starbucks who had charged me the earth for a cup of coffee... Presumably in some kind of, I'll show you, decided you don't need toffee nut flavouring in your cup of coffee. You need to go fuck yourself, mate. I'm like, well, let's add insult to injury, shall we? Let's drink this cup of coffee that I paid a lot of money for and didn't get what I wanted. Honestly, if I'd have known, I wouldn't have bothered. And that's, that's you know, I, I've spoken before about how I, for a long time, I wouldn't go into Starbucks, I wouldn't drink Starbucks for a long, long time. Um, because I, I thought they were quite an unethical company. They they had this thing where uh, they were they were responsible for something like, it was some ridiculous number, like 10 or 11%. Um, of the of the waste in the world uh, because of their cups because they were such a popular company at the time um, you know everybody was drinking Starbucks and uh, they you couldn't do anything with the cups you couldn't recycle them so they just went into waste and they were told you as a company are producing too much waste and their answer was so what and they didn't care and at that point I was like screw you guys you can't be like that you got to be a responsible company and they were like screw you Interestingly enough, it does seem like they started to drop off after that. 
Um, you know, there was jokes in films. I remember one of the Austin Powers had a joke about um, Starbucks in it. Things like that. They were huge. And it seems like now they're not as big as they were. Um, and I think they've done the odd bit here and there. So every now and then, I'll, I'll have a Starbucks. But I honestly think that that, that interaction of the poor service in more ways than one, the astronomical price, the charging you for cups, all of that sort of stuff. I know some of you now are going, well, there is a reason they're charging you for cups. It's so that they can do something about the environment. I get that. But let's not forget, they want to charge you for a reusable cup. So, um, yeah, it was a terrible transaction. Um, and one I will not be hurrying to repeat. And I work on the principle that, you know, in in situations like that, the price of that coffee is already ever going to go up. Um, so, Starbucks, I'm afraid you may have lost me forever. Shame. So, let's talk Christmas. I know. Um, it's one of those things I keep threatening that I'm going to, uh, bring this podcast up to date. Um, however, if I don't, you'll be listening to this in February. Um, which will be weird. But uh, I'll I'll see what I can do. Um, so let's talk Christmas. I, I spoke about this last week. Um... But I've had this... Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about something else about Christmas. Because I spoke about it last week. And people who listen on a regular basis don't need to hear me go through, you know, me and Christmas again. Um, anybody that does, didn't listen to last week's and doesn't know what I'm talking about, well, there's an easy way to solve that problem. Go back and listen to last week's. So, I've, I've had this thing recently that... There's a part of me that I think wants to embrace Christmas in, in in more ways than I ever have done. Um, Christmas over the years has been different things for me at different times. Um, there was, when I was a child, when it was, it was super exciting, um, when I got to so on my late teens, it was, you know, Christmas Eve, you go out and have a drink. We had this sort of ritual where I'd go out with some friends and we'd have drinks and it'd be a good time. Um, then there was the years where I'd go out drinking until like five in the morning, come home and have to be up at like eight. Um, those were not as fun. Uh, but at that age, you just, you just bounce back almost instantly. Um, there was years through like, you know, my, my twenties where I enjoyed Christmas for other reasons. Um, then there were the years where I didn't enjoy Christmas and then the, and that, and that sort of brings us up to current, um, in a lot of ways. But, um, part of me. And like I say, this, this is coming from a man who will happily wear a Christmas jumper in December. I will even wear a Christmas t-shirt in December. I own multiple Christmas jumpers. 
and I think Christmas t-shirts. So, you know, look who you look who you're listening to. But this year, I'm thinking of doing it different. This year, I'm thinking of doing like, oh, you know, watching the watching the Christmas movies, having the Christmas songs on, like like just going all out, and and really just seeing what a difference it makes. What kind of what you know? Will I feel differently? come January well I'd be like I'll tell you something because I leaned into it it really did make a difference is that what I'm going to be saying um, I've got an example and I'll come to that in a bit um, but I spend so long you know at this time of year I spend so long just be like, oh, you know, why do we have to do this? And, oh, why do we have to do that? Why is this the way it is? And, you know, why do people put their Christmas trees up on the 1st of December when there's been a Christmas tree up in my house for two weeks or something? It's not up, up. I've, I think I've already covered this. Um, we need the cats to get used to it. So the tree is out. And by used to it, you know, they they are literally, they just spend their time eating the Christmas. You know, one of them, whose favourite thing in the world to do is eat plastic. It's like, it's like a dream come true. He just spends his time eating the Christmas tree. So, I'm not sure how well that's working. It's got no decorations on it, or lights, or anything. And it, it's like, I have to tell him like 10 times a day to stop eating the Christmas tree. So who knows what it's going to be like when it's actually decorated. But I'm just like, you know, rather than watching Die Hard this year, should I be watching A Miracle on 34th Street? You know, rather than watching Bad Santa, should I be watching Home Alone? Um, Rather than watching... I used to do a thing like like where I used to gather up all the Christmas episodes of TV programs that I liked and watch those. But, you know, that means that I'm watching, like, the Invader Zim Christmas episode. Um, I used to make a... I had a list of TV programs that had Christmas episodes in that weren't, you know, that were uh, out of the norm. Um, you know, Instead of doing the things that I normally do, should I be doing the things that other people do? Uh, people that enjoy, you know, that really, really, really get into Christmas. Um, the dreaded Facebook is keeping me uh, updated with what the the rest of the world's doing as far as Christmas is concerned. And I look at it and I'm like, like I said last, like I said, I think it was last week, like I said, it just makes me feel it just makes me feel sad it makes me feel sorry for those people but maybe maybe it's time to embrace it maybe it's time to lean in um who knows i don't know i'm going to i think i'm going to try this year i think i'm going to actually give it a go and try and be mr christmas um I don't know how that'll go. But we'll see. So, speaking of, um, I'll give you my first example. Um, 
yesterday, it's Monday today, isn't it? Yeah. Yesterday, uh, we took all the children to see Father Christmas. It was very special. Um, Nana paid for everybody as Christmas presents early, you know, the Christmas presents for the girls and for um, all for all the adults. Uh, Nana paid for everyone to go and see Father Christmas on a steam train. I mean, you know, does it get much more exciting than that? Um, I told my uh, middle daughter about it three times. She was that excited that she forgot every time. Uh, part of the reason I told her was I knew she'd forget. Um, so, but it's one of those, um, we took my eldest, um, a few years back, um, my eldest went on the same train, on a steam train for her birthday, um, and she was huge into Thomas, um, and we, you know, we were just like, oh, she's going to absolutely love going on a steam train. And she did. It was like this huge thing. Um, I, I was saying yesterday that that had actually been my second time, I believe, on a steam train. My first time on a steam train was a completely different experience because um, I was completely miserable for the day. I'm pretty sure I slept on the return journey. It was an awful day because I was awful. Um, but uh, that you know that was what it was. Um, yeah, it was nice to go on the train. Um, so yeah, took my eldest for a birthday one year. Uh, she went on the steam train and just mind utterly blown by the whole experience, which at this point in time, she remembers nothing about. Um, so money well spent there. Um, so yeah, it was, you go, you get on a steam train, which in itself is just awesome. You go down the tracks um adults get a hot drink and a mince pie children get a um a carton of juice and a satsuma or in our case nobody ate the satsumas and i had to donate my mince pie to other people sorry i just love a mince pie and i'm mourning the loss of it anyway um so you all got refreshments and then you get your refreshments, you get on the train, train sets off and it's like, it's really um, interactive, it's really cool, uh, super Christmassy, even though it was like the 1st of December, not to date this podcast, but there you go. Um, and we went on the train and uh, it was cold and you know, you needed your, you needed your gloves and your, your hats and your scarves and all of that. Um, and then we got on the train and it was nice and warm because they have like the these like little radiators under the seats and stuff and that was that. And there was elves that came and, and they handed out um, like activity packs for the kids uh, and they kept talking about how Santa had landed on the train and he was going to come and see all the children. Um, and 
the elves play games and all of that <clears throat> so we were in like we were in a carriage that was like had a bit in the middle that separated so that's where this elf stood and at one end was like one team and at the other end was another team and i'm like okay so like there's there's games and activities and all this that and the other and i was like part of me was like a part of, a big part of me wanted to be like this is stupid but by that point by that age and all that it wasn't about it's not about me it's about them and you got you've got to get into the spirit of it for them so i was like right right at the start i made a decision that i was going to i was going to get into it um and in a lot of ways for me be over the top but i i don't know if that's that's what it was like or that's how it came across i don't know so there was early on there was this this game where there was going to be two people on each team who had to um, run up and down the carriage doing a certain thing uh, high five the guy in the middle run back high five your teammate it was like a relay race anything like that I'm sitting there and I'd taken my jacket off because I was like it was warm enough I don't need my jacket on so I'm sitting there and I, I know what's coming you know because at the end of the day there's the hair there's the beard I'm 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 you know I'm a big guy especially currently and without wearing a jacket I'm covered in tattoos I stand out from a mile away so the elf turns up at the table all about you and there was you know there's that part of me that was like no way man I ain't doing this but I'm like right let's do this let's let let's embrace it let's lean in let's do this so i'm like what do you want me to do i want you to go down there do this race thing I'm like cool so i went i was talking to the other guy who i was on this team with and you know we had to run up it was it wasn't running it was jumping you had to jump down the aisle of the train high five the guy jump back saying uh, something i don't know something christmasy i can't remember what it was uh i was like right i'm gonna do it i'm gonna get into it i'm gonna do this so we ended up doing it three times um you know there was like cheering so i was leaning into that and like giving a bow and stuff and you know really hamming it up when the guy said stuff to, and i'd react to it and all this um and i was that and then i got to go and sit down and and we carried on and there was father christmas came and i was like oh my god father christmas i was really you know again really leaning into it hammering it up for the girls and oh my god father christmas is here i can see him i've never seen him before so close and all this um the baby nearly exposed father christmas um that was entertaining um he, he he was really good with he was really good with all the children on the train uh as you'd expect in that situation the girls all everybody got uh, a, a present which they were allowed to open um my middle 
daughter couldn't understand why if she asked Father Christmas for something, why when she opened the present he gave her, it wasn't what she asked for. Um, which was just, you know, it's just stuff like that's funny. Um, like, no, 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 you asked for something for Christmas Day. He's just giving you something for today. Yeah, but I asked for, uh, you know, I asked for a dinosaur. It's like, yeah, and, and, and you know, Christmas Day, keep your eyes peeled. Um, so there was that. There was a quiz. I love a good quiz. Um, so again, I was like, right, you know, I could sit here knowing the answers to these questions and just be like, oh, I knew that. Or do what I actually did, which was, you know, when he asked the question, I was shouting the answers out. I was getting them, getting them right. I was getting them right first and all of this. Um, and, in, you know, it was one of those things because I kind of proved my own point because when we got back, when we got to the end of it, I was like, that was really good. You know, it was nice, you know. Um, the the girls loved the steam train and being, you know, when you're in that scenario, when you're round all the old stuff, you know, like there was an old crane and there were different carriages and like the stations that bit older and all of those sorts of things, um, you know, stuff like that's cool. And there was like twinkling lights and there was a river and it was all, it was, it was just a good time, a good experience. Um, and then we drove up and, and that was that. So that in itself might have proved part of my point. But I will only know if I keep it up. Um, we've got the podcast Christmas party coming up. I don't think I need to be super Christmassy and over the top for that one. Uh, I think I just need to do, do normal stuff. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, you know, I think I'm going to miss my work's Christmas party, which... Uh, is what it is, I guess. But at this point in time, I am saying that I'm going to try and do Christmas. And if in a month's time, I'm like, oh, I didn't try and it won't, you know, then you can call me on it. But I am going to try and do Christmas this year. And I'll let you know how I get on. So there you go. That is, if I'm honest, that is the last few days um but those were the things that i wrote down on my list and you guys know i love a list um so let's talk about the the other stuff the stuff that you're really here for um tv wise you guys know that i finished ash versus the evil dead and you guys know that i i started on the oh i need something to watch what am i going to watch and then i was like no i know exactly what i'm going to watch i'm going to watch final space um and that is what i've done not all of it and certainly not a lot of it i think i might have watched pardon me uh four episodes maybe um i can't imagine it will have loads i feel like it's probably like a 10 episode kind of deal um, it's okay. I feel like it might have lost a step from the first series. Um, a lot of stuff has changed. Like, quite a lot of stuff has changed between the first and the second. Not like stuff that we don't know about. It's just it's different. It's a different ship. 
Um, it's a different crew in a lot of ways. There's loads of characters in this series. Uh, one of the new characters is cool. The girl in it called Ash. Seems to have a bit of a split personality thing going on. And seems to have superpowers as well. Um, she's cool. Um, it's alright. Uh, if I'm honest. Uh, I'm a bit like. I'm already in that zone or mode of. I don't know when I'm going to watch stuff now. Um, actually that's a good part. I don't think I've watched a film. There is no film on my list. That's right, because I was going to watch a film. Right, anyway. Final Space. Um, series 1 was great. I really enjoyed Series 1. Series 2 so far feels a little lacking. And I don't know if that's because there's too many characters. Like, too much going on uh, in some ways. Um, it feels a bit like there's too many characters. Um, whilst also making... Um, like the main characters, the main characters, if, if that makes sense. Uh, I will persevere with it. I just, at this point in time, I'm struggling to think when. Um, but I'll have to. You know, it's kind of it's kind of that simple. So that's Final Space. I can't really tell you much more. I haven't watched it all. I haven't finished it. I can't give you a review of the series other than my initial thoughts and feelings. So, like I was saying, I haven't watched a film. So I had this big influx of film watching which was fine. And then, I haven't watched anything. So the one thing I wanted, one of the things I wanted to get done before going back to work was there was a film that I wanted to watch before I went back to work. It only came out last week. I, I can't, I, at this point in time, for podcast reasoning, I can't sit here and work it out because it was the, it was the 27th of November. Um, which, as you might know, if you know what the date, uh, dates and stuff, that was The Irishman came out on Netflix. Now, I know it's had a cinema release already. It had amazing reviews. Interesting, though, I saw when I looked something up the other day, I saw that it hasn't had exclusively amazing reviews. There are a few reviews out there where it's like, you know, not overly positive. Um, anything like that, I, I would just, you know, I'm not taking that review to mean anything. I'm just saying that there are those reviews out there and I will make my own mind up. However, we've got a problem. So, Saturday night. Oh, Saturday night is such a good night for a movie. If you're not out, you know, drinking and getting up to trouble, Saturday night is a great night for a movie. Or all right for fighting if you're out on John. Um... Saturday night, I'm like, yes, I am going to watch a movie. And that movie is The Irishman. At this point in time, just check the time. Oh, it's 10 o'clock at night. Cool. I can go, I can stick it on now. I can give it a watch. Job done. No problems. And I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because it was a little bit later in the evening than I would have liked like oh I'll just have a look and see how long that film is yeah three hours 29 minutes 
which at that point in time I was like, if I put this on now, it won't finish till half one in the morning. I'm probably not going to watch that film now. I, w I was just like, wow. You know, you, you think like people bitch moaned and complained that Endgame was three hours and three minutes long. And, you know, when am I going to go to the toilet in all of this? So I go to the toilet before you go in and then, you know, be, be a big boy about it. Three hours, 29 minutes. I was like, that's like two films sandwiched together. So I made the executive decision at that point in time that I probably wasn't going to watch it then. And then obviously, the thought of it is making me yawn. And then obviously, uh, Sunday is Football Sunday. Uh, football Sunday for me, which was uh, falling asleep at nine o'clock in the evening uh, and going to bed at half ten. Which, honestly can't tell you what happened there. Uh, so yeah. I have not watched a film this week. Uh, and I can't sugarcoat it in any way other than I have not watched a movie. So, we're going to skip movies because there's nothing to talk about. And we're going to talk computer games. I have played some computer games. I have played Call of Duty. So, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. It's a remake, a reboot, a re-something or other. A re-skin. Who knows? Um, having played the entire campaign, I feel I can review it. I will not be reviewing the multiplayer because A... I don't have the ability to play multiplayer at the moment because I don't have any PlayStation Plus. And B, I would not be playing the multiplayer anyway. So, here we go. Call of Duty Modern Warfare campaign review. Literally 50-50 on this one. So, almost exactly half of the missions in that game, I was like, man, I don't care. Man, I, 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 I just don't care. I, I really don't care. So that was that was half of the missions. Uh, I think I talked about it last week, talking about the fact that like missions where it makes you use the AK-47. Can't stand that gun. Really can't stand that gun. The other half of the game where they make you do missions where you go in like I feel like I've already spoken about this where you do like house like house clearance you go into a house not like selling all the furniture you go into the house and then you have to clear the house floor by floor um, did I already talk about this? I feel like I've already talked about this or I might have mentioned this to someone um, I honestly think those missions were really really good and I honestly think they could make an entire game out of those missions alone. Something that I found interesting about it was that um, I'm sure I heard that the main campaign was six hours. They were making a big deal about it being really long and it was six hours. It certainly didn't feel six hours to me. Um... It is absolutely 100% a 50-50 game for me. Half of the game I 
really didn't care about and the other half I really enjoyed um, you know missions where you have to use night vision goggles to actually move around and, and you actually have to use them um, you know the, the the stealth aspect in that regards the you know when you're a, a SWAT team and you're going in and you're clearing a building that stuff is fantastic and I honestly think that they should look at doing that as a full game um, but the other the other missions are just I just didn't care. Um, there was some interesting stuff at the end, like some of the cutscenes at the end, like, oh yeah, cool. I won't spoil it. Um, I saw recently that it, it was in the Amazon Black Friday thing and it had gone down in price to, it was around £40. And I was like, ah, oh, so it's, you know, the price that games should be. Um, probably worth that. If, if I hadn't have owned it, I'd have, I'd have bought it at that price. Um, you know, as, as, as I said before, you know, technically it didn't really cost me anything. It cost me a fiver because I traded like eight games in. Um, so that is that. I have then obviously put more of my time, my game playing time into Need for Speed. Um, I have, I know I've said this before. I have this thing about reviewing games that I'm playing, especially a game that I know could quite easily turn on me. I feel Need for Speed is very much a game that could turn on me and be too hard. Um, <clears throat> the game has had a couple of times where I'm like, wow, I've struggled to do that mission, or that race, sorry. Um, <coughs> then I've gone away and like, got some more money, put that money into the car that I'm using and gone back to do it and be like, oh, it was just a level thing. Um, but I do feel there might come a point. I've had it happen to me before with Need for Speed games where I've got so far and just not been able to progress. So I think that's maybe why I feel that way. Um, I, like I say, I would struggle to be like, oh, it's really good. Oh, yeah. So I need to find a way to review, partially review it at this point in time without saying too much. Um, what I can say is it feels to me like an old Need for Speed game whilst putting in newer elements. I think I saw a review at some point that said similar. Um, it feels like what I would call the good old days of Need for Speed. You've got your different race types, you've got your off-road, you've got your, your circuit race, your sprint race, your drifting um, I think there's going to be drag racing, although I haven't got that far yet. Um, so it feels like old school Need for Speed. They've put this night and day element in where during the day uh, they're street legal races. During the night it's illegal street racing. Um, there are different elements with each. I've been, I've been caught a cropper, you know, at night it's dangerous and you have something to lose whereas during the day you're just trying to get some money um, I've, I've had a couple of issues at night um, but that is part of the game uh, I know some reviews I've seen have said that they felt that the, the night element was a little too oversensitive for certain things I have also found that um, but at this point in time, I am still playing it. Um, I've just bought 
a new car, which I'm putting money into, um, which is cool. Uh, buying and selling of the cars. I found that, like, I've played previous games where you just buy more and more cars. And you just get more and more cars. And then in the end, you own all the cars. And you've got a garage full of cars. And that's that. But ultimately, you only ever drive one of them. In this, I've found that I'm like, oh man, you know, if I sell that car, that's going to get me more money and it'll free up all the parts and I get a new car and I can put those parts on that car. And there's a lot more thought that goes into the buying and selling of cars. Um, a lot of the time, I just have one active vehicle for one specific race type. Uh, I've got one for just racing i've got a drift car i've got an off-road car and you tend to sort of or i've tend to find that i'm just like you know put all the drift parts on the drift car put all the off-road parts on the off-road car um and then the moment you can get a better one you know get into the position where you can buy it buy that um do as much as you can and then sell the old one because you won't need it again um that has been a really interesting element because uh, like I say, all other racing games, like, oh, I'll just buy more cars. Um, so yeah, there, there is that. There are points in time where I'm like, uh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to drive another race. I don't want to race this race. I don't want to do this. Or if I'm annoyed because the police have um, taken all of my reputation away or whatever it is, um, I've needed something else. The something else in this scenario is I've gone back to Star Wars Jedi Fallen, playing it again. Honestly, um, I I I'm super I super enjoy that game. It is probably gonna be what I name Game of the Year. Um, when it comes to naming Game of the Year, I think that's probably gonna be it. So spoilers, um. But the thing that I, I know I've been through this before, it's just super baffling to me how people are losing their minds over, quote-unquote, how hard it is. Like I say, I'm on my second playthrough, um, and I'm just like, don't get it. Honestly, don't understand what you people are struggling with. I really don't get it. And that just amuses me a lot. Um, but yeah, I've got friends who are like, can't play other games too hard. Like, what are you on about? Uh, but I mentioned that when I reviewed it last time, so I probably don't need to rehash that review. So those are the console games that I've been playing. Um, brings me on to talking about some VR. Um, I've had a bit of a, a VR lull. Uh, not in the game sense, in the playing sense. I had a few days where I didn't play. Uh, I had a day where I was feeling a little bit sick, and the last thing you want is probably VR if you're feeling unwell. Uh, and then I had a couple of days where I was like, oh, I'm not going to play. Um, I, need, I need my wits about me um, for various things. So I've just had a, I've had a few days off. Before that, I was playing Aspire 1. Um Really enjoyable. Another another thinking man's game. You've got to think how you can get through it. Something that I find that is very interesting as a game, it make it, it gives you like the first mission to do. And then this is a game that has a challenge element to it. So then it makes you 
do some of the challenges before you can progress in the missions, which I thought was... Uh, initially, I was like, oh, that's a bit annoying. And then I was like, well, actually, no, it's a it's an interesting tool. It's an interesting way of getting you to explore other elements of the game. So at this moment in time, I've got through two of the three sections of the challenges. I've got one section left to do. Hoping to get back to that soon. This week, on Thursday, I believe it is, uh, we finally, as Quest users, finally get Arizona Sunshine. Which, up until today, I was super excited about. Um, had a conversation with Luke earlier today. He said that he's been playing it because he's been using the, the link so that he can play um, Oculus Rift, is it? Rift S games? The other Oculus games where you where you need a computer. And he's been playing those. And obviously Arizona Sunshine is already available on that. He's got it and he's playing it. And he's saying it's super hard. And I was like, mm, what do you mean hard? It's like, oh, you know, you need proper aiming for it. And uh, there's real ammo consumption. Uh, there's reduced ammo, which I knew was a thing. Uh, I wasn't going into it blind with that. I didn't know this thing about this this precision aiming thing. Um, and at any time anybody says the phrase super hard or it's hard or whatever, especially like I've spoken before about VR in the sense that with VR, if it's hard, there isn't anything you can do about it. You can you know, I don't think at this point in time, other than things like... Beat Saber and Pistol Whip, where they're, they're challenge-type games, where you can change the difficulty settings, actual like game games don't seem to have difficulty settings. And if you're in a position where you can't do what it's asking you to do, that is the end of that game. So Arizona Sunshine is reviewed as, hands down, one of the best VR games, VR experiences. Um, I'm a bit wary. Excuse me. Of uh, the fact that um, it's zombies. Again, I've spoken about me and zombies. Um, but I'm also prepared to overcome things for the fact that, you know, it's a good experience. I am now more wary because somebody has told me it is hard. Comes out on Thursday... I believe that this is going to be not only a full whack game, it's going to be full price. It's going to be up there in the nearly £30 region. I think it'll be £28, £29. That's a lot of money. In VR, it's a lot of money. Um, obviously, console price and stuff is not. But in VR, it's a lot of money for a game. It's a lot of money for a game that that I might not be able to do so i really need to think about whether that is the right purchase um, obviously at this time of year you don't want to be buying stuff willy-nilly so i will have to assess over the next few days uh, i might see about if i can look up some reviews and stuff um, if more than a couple of people mention a difficulty it might not be something for me um, but we will see so, <clears throat> I will just have a very quick check, but I believe that that, ladies and gentlemen, is the last of the things on my list. 
Uh, according to my list, it is. So, rather than dragging this one out, I'll say bye. Um, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, let's call it a day there. Bye. So there we go. What do you think to that? Another one in the bag. Another week gone. Another podcast done. Another something. YouTube watchers, make sure YouTube subscribers, like, share, comment, all the good stuff. Share it with your friends. Everybody jump over to cookiecast.com. Check us out over there. Send us some love. So that was it for this week. And until next week, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. Bye.